what it mean to me. Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of me. Welcome to GWSB Proud, a podcast all about why are you proud of GWSB? My name is Liesl Riddle and I am the Associate Dean for Graduate Programs here at George Washington University School of Business. And I have the great pleasure of sitting down with GW alumni, faculty, staff, and students to hear why they are GWSB Proud. Welcome to the podcast today. I am so excited to have John and Nicole Samuel here from the class of 2014? Yep. 14, yep. So really, really uh, lovely to see you all here back on campus. John and Nicole are here to join us for our Global MBA Orientation Program, where we're doing one of our famous signature roundtable events. Those are the types of events where we bring in our alumni as well as some of our recruiters and corporate partners or other experts in the field to sit down and have a dedicated conversation with a small group of students that have common interests with them around breaking news topics in their field. So we are so grateful for you guys to come back to campus uh, to do the roundtables and to stop in and do the podcast here with us today. You know, it's been, it seems like it was just yesterday you guys were here on on campus and um, I want you to kind of walk us back in time if you can a little bit to where were you? You know, sort of draw a picture for us. Where were you when you decided to apply to business school? And then why did you choose GW? What do you think, Nicole? Sure. Uh, I'm going to start way back from when I finished undergrad. And I was working with a private sector company. I was a project manager there and I had been there for a few years and I decided, oh gosh, you know, I really feel like maybe I should switch into nonprofit. So I went into nonprofit. I was working for a public health nonprofit. And as soon as I got there, I'm like, oh, maybe business is actually better for me. (laughs) Um, And it was while I was there that I decided to apply to business schools. I really didn't quite know where I wanted to go next and needed um, a place and a space to really figure that out. And so I applied to a few different programs. I came here to GW's campus and just really fell in love with DC. I really liked everyone that I met. It was a very approachable, yet um, um, very refined experience. And so I was um, very, very excited when I was accepted into the program and very happy to move to DC. That's great, that's great. So John, what about you? Who were you? I knew I wanted to go to business school when I was working in New York City. I had been out of college a couple of years, and I remember meeting all these folks in New York uh, in the banking and finance sector who were all preparing for business school. But I was working with the city of New York at the time, and, and I had the opportunity to go to Africa and uh, start up a new business there for some private equity investors. And and I thought going out to Africa would be the way for me to stand out against all those other people. And so 
I remember sitting in my office in Uganda when I got an email from Liesl. And when I got that email, it was the moment I knew I wanted to go to GW. And I remember sitting in the in the cubicle, reading this email, getting so excited about all of the research that Liesl has sent about diaspora investments. I had no idea what this was, but I knew I wanted to be part of it. And, um, and I only applied to GW after that because I knew it at that moment. And, and I'm so glad I did. So thank you so much well, for sending that email. <laughs> we are fortunate to have both of you uh, in our programs. You guys were both very instrumental, I think, and played significant roles in your class. Um, you know, one of the things I find really fun about our recruiting process is that we do have a lot of very engaged faculty um, that really want to know who are the prospective students, how can maybe this prospective student um, you know, play a role in my research um, or be a good TA in a class or something like that. And I feel like increasingly we have faculty that are very much involved in making those connections for us with uh, our incoming students. And I think it's a good way to sort of welcome them to, I think, to the overall, overall community. So you came to GW. And what were some of the highlight moments for you in the time that you spent here? Who were some of the people you hung out with? What did you kind of do on a day-to-day basis? What are some of those highlight moments that really stand out for you? Yeah, I can, I'll take this. I think that um, I had a lot of friends, got to know people over all of the different social events, and it was great to make these great, long-lasting friendships. But the best relationship I did get was Nicole, who uh, <laughs> I met in the program, and we got married afterwards. But it's been amazing to watch, you know, as we've grown as a family, Nicole and I have had kids, but it's also great to see our classmates who've um, been there by our side through our wedding, through our uh, children being born, to us moving down to North Carolina. And that community has been there from the day we got here till to right now, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell you, I used to think that John was also, you know, you remember, you were my research assistant yes. and teaching assistant, right? Yes. And I would tell everybody, man, I have the best research and teaching assistant. Okay. He's always coming by and asking me, you know, what else he can do for me. And little did I know, it took me a long time to figure out it really had <laughs> nothing to do with my research. It had everything to do with the wonderful woman working at our front desk in the <laughs> Office of Graduate <laughs> Programs. And that was you, Nicole. So right. thank you, Nicole. I I owe you a lot because I was very research productive and had great teaching assistant support uh, while John was around. So that's great. I did work there. Yes, you did. You did. Indeed. You did. Indeed. So, what about for you, Nicole? What was sort of the standout? Um, In addition to all of the wonderful people that we have met, because there's been there's been a lot of them. um, Something that I had. that was just recently sharing was for me, GW stands for um, curiosity and exploration. And um, Johnny will be the first to attest that I sometimes overlook those things in my day-to-day life. And I tend to be more operational um, at home, particularly, Mm -hmm. but um, so being a student and being on campus really allowed me to 
explore new ideas, new people, new concepts. Um, I was able to participate in so much. I came on campus saying, I'm going to take advantage of every single moment of these two years. And I did. I went to every event. I was president of clubs. I uh, was a TA. I, I, I worked in the admissions office. Um, I did a lot. And I loved every minute of that. And um, so for me, GW is about um, really testing waters and figuring out what do I really want to do? How can I get involved? Um, how can I add back as well? Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more, speak a little bit more about student life. So you were, you were involved in so many of our different student organizations. What were some of the organizations that you feel looking back on it now added really the most value to either one of your times here? Um, well, I was in the consulting club. I was president of the International Business Society. Um, gosh, I, I'm, I'm blanking on other... You did the um, that, that, I did. that um, case thing up in Boston. Oh, a case competition. A case competition, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and other things. And... Um, so when I look back, I mean, I, I definitely am proud that I went and did all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and it's like, oh, I could have planned that one thing better, <laughs> or, you know, I sure. could have made this one connection. Um, but I think that I, I, I did all that I could do mm -hmm. while I was here. What, what's special about a case competition? Like, what does that feel like? Johnny. Yeah, I loved it. That yeah. was probably my favorite, one of my favorite, like out of class experiences. And also, when you win, it's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, um, I had the opportunity to, to compete in a few, um, and then also come back as an alumni and and be the case sponsor. But I think the uh, the opportunity to work in a small group. I love teamwork. Um, working in diverse teams, working with folks, getting kind of whiteboarding. Even though it's funny, I can't see. But whiteboarding is one of my favorite things. I can visualize what's on the board, but that just that that brain dump of just kind of you know throwing ideas out there on the on on the table and just think, dissecting them, and saying where are we going to go through this and, and solving that problem. I love mm -hmm. it, and that was mm -hmm. my favorite part. How much time did you all spend in the career center? What role did it really play for you? In the beginning, it's a very structured interaction with the students in that, you know, at least when we were here, someone from the Career Center came in, I think, every week. We had scheduled um, activities that we were supposed to complete. We had scheduled conversations that we were supposed to conduct. Um, so it was very structured the first year, and there was a lot of interaction. Um, the second year... I was heavily involved with the Career Center because I did on-campus recruiting. That's mm. how I got with my current employer. And so it was the relationship that I built with Angela Johnson, who was the career uh, counselor then. And I met with her, and it was through my relationship with her that she then went to bat for me with the employer and said, you guys, you know, person's really sharp you know, you have to interview this person. And so it was through that relationship that I think gave me the leg up even before I met them. Um, and her and I did, you know, sample interview um, questions. And so, I I mean, we still talk to her. I mean, I literally talked to her like two or three months ago. I, I mean, we've kept in close contact with her throughout mm -hmm. the years. But I think one thing about that also is you were 
um, applying to jobs. And when you got the offer with Gartner, you weren't sure about the opportunity for yourself and your own capabilities, but they gave you that confidence, I think, to really lean in on that. And I think it's been a great opportunity for you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I think, I think as a, you know, as an alumni looking back, I think one thing as a student, you don't realize that day one, you should be looking, using the career center, using those resources. Um, you sometimes think, oh, it's just busy work. Oh, they're just having us do this. But there's actually reason why you need to be engaging with the career center. And I think for myself, I didn't, I didn't embrace it early enough. And so when I talk to students now, I'm like, you guys, day you start orientation, you better be in that career center yes. and engaging with mm-hmm. them, learning. This is the, you're here to think about your career uh, trajectory, and it starts in the career center. How did you balance the pressures to build a professional network, to reach out and get a new job? versus your academics? How did you find that balance? Was it easy, hard? How did you manage it? Yeah, I think it was, initially, I think it was uh, a difficult uh, kind of understanding the balance. I think, mm-hmm. Again, it's just, you're trying to prioritize. You think you're coming to school just to be in the classroom and kind of do some of these extracurricular activities and not really thinking about the the, the career center. But you know, as you move along and as you're looking for the internships to going into second year, I think that that balance, you know, you start to put a lot more focus on the career side. But, um, you know, I think for myself, I, I it took me a little bit of time to get that balance. But towards the end, I think I was on track. Yeah, I, I think I definitely focused more on the career much earlier on. Yeah. Coming into the program, I knew I wanted to work in India over the summer between first and second year. So I was like starting in September, October. I mean, I was reaching out to people. I was making contacts. I, I was doing a lot. I did work in India that summer. Um, it is a balance. Um, definitely requires a lot of time management skills and purposeful action. But, um, you know, I was... I was fortunate enough in that I went through the on-campus recruiting program and was offered the position I think, in November of second year. So I really had um, the luxury of then having my second semester not be so stressed and crunched mm-hmm. for a job. Well, you also studied abroad, right? So you did the, the CAP program, the Consulting Abroad um, Project course. What was that like? We had very different experiences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine was awesome. Uh, from a social aspect, from a, from a cultural aspect. cultural aspect, um, and even from a client, I think it's really it was a good experience. Um, you know, I had had the opportunity to work in Asia, work and live in Asia, work and live in Africa, uh, travel to Europe quite a bit. But one place. Uh, on the globe that I really didn't spend any time with South America. So I had the opportunity to go down to Peru and uh, I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Um, Although I was calling Nicole quite a bit (laughs) on Skype (laughs) or she was out in India. But um, I think we both got what we were looking for out of Mm -hmm. the cap. I think for me was more of a cultural uh, experience I was looking for. And I think you got your work experience. I did. We worked with that. You know, we had an Indian client and they expected us to be on site every day, all day long. We had a lot of work to do, but I 
thought it was really great. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. And um, we definitely also had a lot of other cultural activities on the agenda, but we did work very hard. I worked in <laughs> India for two years. So I I had to do this for two years straight. So I understand working in India. So yeah, I need a little break. I need a siesta. <laughs> well, like people would be posting things on uh, Facebook or, you know, WhatsApp or whatever from Peru. And there would, there was some people who was in India with me that was not as interested in working as hard and they were very upset <laughs> that people were having lots of fun. <laughs> we worked too. You did. Yeah. Yeah. That's the great thing about yeah. the, the CAT program is there's a little bit of kind of everything mm-hmm. and it's real, it's very real world yes. too. I mm-hmm. think it's very real world in so many, in so many ways. Well, tell me a little bit about who are your favorite faculty? You got any good faculty stories that we can, uh, that we can share? Well, mine's an easy one. What? <laughs> <laughs> mine's a very easy one. Nicole is when uh, you know Nicole. Nicole is jokes like you respond so quickly to Liesl. <laughs> you don't respond to me this way. Oh no, never. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that that's an easy one. But you know, I think there's um, a couple other professors who really, and faculty members that really um, that, that still stand out to me. Uh, um, Professor Lusardi, mm-hmm. our macroeconomics professor, where we met uh, and fell in love. And she told us we had to name our first uh, child uh, John Maynard Keynes, but uh, um, <laughs> yeah, but right. we did not. But, we did uh, not, right? <laughs> we did not. But, um, no, she really was someone really special. And it's always great to hear her on NPR mm-hmm. uh, talking about the financial literacy and the work that she's doing. And it's just so cool to hear. That's my, that's my professor. <laughs> that is one of the coolest things that, you know, wherever we are, uh, we can still we still hear that GW on NPR or in the news coming from here, that news coming here. That's super cool. But um, another person who really has uh, really touched my heart and just been a big part of my life since at GW and since is uh, our TA from our uh, data analytics uh, course, uh, Goran. And he... Um, he really spent a lot of time with me because I was struggling with my vision uh, during the program. And Goran took extra time to work with me and and really make those accommodations that I needed to be successful. And he he really empathized with what I was, the challenges I was facing. And, um, and that was just a really touching moment. And we're still dear friends today. Oh, so he came to our wedding also, right? So, and great still talked to him. Great yeah. story. Really great GW community story. What about faculty for Unicorn? Professor Sham is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I had a a strategy consulting practicum with him second half of the last year. And uh, I was able to see him in action as a consultant, which was really enlightening for me. I saw how he storyboarded. I saw how he thought through things. I saw him put together, um, you know, after we had submitted our final presentation and he was like, oh gosh, you know, we need to make this much better. (laughs) Um, So the extra level of finesse that he had put on the work, um, I learned more through that than, you know, than I did in, 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 you know, some other ways. And so it was through him and he just really um, was just so easy to, to get along with and to be with. And um, so I really appreciated him being part 
of our experience here. And even after the after we finished up at GW, uh, we actually worked with Professor Sham on couples counseling for not coaching counseling. Oh, not counseling, coaching. coaching. Yeah, couples coaching. Coaching. <laughs> uh, for for leaders in in uh, couples who are both working and leaders, yeah. which was super cool yes. to kind of have that experience. Really a great thing to participate in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's neat. That's really neat. Well, tell us a little bit now about after all that background, where you came from, and this wonderful experience that you had at, at GW, and of course you found each other. <laughs> um, what's happened since? Where are you living now? What does your work life look like? What's going on in terms of all these family events that I hear? Yeah, you can talk about the family, and I'll talk about the North Carolina, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, So we got married a year after we graduated. And um, so I've been working with Gartner for the past five years. I'm still with the company. I've had a couple of promotions, and I'm really getting for my next promotion to happen uh, soon. And um, it's really been just a really great ride professionally with them. Um, Personally, it's also been a crazy ride. We got married. We had kids. We have two kids, (laughs) a two-year-old and an Mm eight-month-old. And life is very full. And um, the best the best quote that I've heard recently is um, just because it's challenging doesn't mean it's bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so our challenges are really good challenges. And um, um, yeah, so life is very full and um, we continue to, you know, talk about both home life and professional life. And I think that it's been... And, and something that I don't recognize enough, just a great blessing, and that we both went through this program together. We both understand this program um, and the experiences that we had through here. And we can talk about our careers and what we want to do and hear each other's thoughts about that. And it's a very natural thing to to, to talk about. Um so I think it's been really nice that we have each other to do that with. Yeah, and no, I, I think that um, having that partner in your life, it's awesome because I had ups and downs in my um, journey after GW. Um, afterwards, I joined a exciting uh, fintech startup, and it was really great. But like many startups, they face challenges. And after a few years... We were in a. We were facing um, some financial challenges in the organization, and and at the same time, I wanted to start looking for a new job because we just had a, a baby. We um, was going to daycare in DC, which is crazy expensive, <laughs> and so um, and at the same time, I I had read this article about this software that was developed uh, by a company called SAS that was designed to help blind and visually impaired people see uh, graphs and charts using sounds which I thought was pretty cool. But what was super cool was the guy who designed it had the same eye condition as me and was living in my hometown of Cary, North Carolina, the same place I ran away from 13 years earlier. And so um, I tried for a couple months to get in touch with him with no luck. Then finally, Nicole said, hey, let's just look at houses. And she found a house online that we liked. And we, uh, we told my parents, they got so excited. They never thought I was coming home 
to North Carolina. They jumped in the car immediately. And as they were driving to go look at this house, they're talking to us on the phone. Uh, my dad starts yelling at something. And we're like, Dad, what are you yelling at? He said, there's a blind guy on the road. Maybe it's a guy you're trying to get in touch with. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dad, please don't yell at blind people on the road. And uh, I was like, don't yell at anyone on the road. See, so he gets out of the car and walks over to this guy and says, uh, are you Ed Summers? And the guy says, yes, I am. And my dad puts the phone in his ear and says, my son's been trying to reach you for two months. And uh, um, I, I, I just apologize and apologize. And if I end up coming down to meet Ed that weekend, and uh, that that serendipitous meeting on the road led to me joining the company I work for today, um, which is LCI, uh, and it's the largest employer of, Amer- of Americans who are blind. And it's based in Durham, just six miles away from my hometown. And uh, I ended up joining the company to start up a new technology service business um, with the goal of creating meaningful employment for people who are uh, blind and low vision. So it's been amazing. Yeah, it's just, you guys have had, I think, such an interesting story, I think, as individuals and as a couple. And I think you got an awful lot I can see in our conversations that have evolved over the years, how much you really have leveraged your experience here to really make a difference in your industries and in the world and in your home life. I mean, I just, it, you're just an incredible, uh, admirable couple. And we are, I just feel so blessed to know both of you and really appreciate you guys coming in to share your story with the podcast and to share your story uh, with, uh, with all of our students on campus today. But before we end today, I just want you to kind of reflect back on this incredible trajectory so far. And if you had to label just one thing what is the one thing that makes you GWSB proud? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one first because it's actually five years ago at this same event that we're going to today at the orientation um, when I asked the person standing next to me to help me find where I needed to sit because I couldn't see, couldn't read the name place where I needed to go. And that person was Liesl. I didn't know because I couldn't see Liesl's face. And um, and when I told you I had trouble seeing, you didn't know I couldn't see at the time. Mm-hmm. And you immediately helped me. And you immediately told me about disability student services. You empathized. You, you made me feel comfortable. You didn't make me feel bad about my disability. You made me feel totally comfortable. And I think that experience allowed me to be my authentic self. And that authenticity allowed me to open up my heart and meet Nicole. Wow. Wow, that's powerful. That's, that means so much to me. Um, you know, I was so touched that you shared that with me on that day. And I was shocked that actually we didn't know um, that this was going on in your life. And I was really very proud of my team because our staff within graduate programs all of a sudden sort of snapped into action. And, um, you know, I'm very blessed to work with a very caring team of individuals. And, uh, and I think that I'm glad that we were able to welcome you that way. I know that I saw your fellow students in your class Um, And not just Nicole, although especially Nicole, (laughs) really helping you in really, really kind of coming together ways. And I think that 
in, in so many ways, you contributed just by being you and sharing the vulnerability that you did share about everything that was going on with you, I think really transformed the lives of many people in your class. So it's had an incredible, an incredible impact. Now, Nicole, that's a hard one to talk. Uh, so your GWSB proud moment. I cannot top that <laughs> at all. Um, I don't know if this is quite what you're looking for, but, um, you know, I have a group chat um, with some uh, other ladies who attended GW and just having so many wonderfully smart um, and cool people in my life. Johnny, of course, being the top of the list. But, you know, there's just so many really amazing people that we met here. And I feel like being exposed to them, having them be a model for me and also me be a model for them and us to be able to talk to each other. There was a couple of um, ladies who came down to actually visit us in North Carolina a couple of years ago. And we sat around our living room and was talking about our responsibilities at work and talking about our pay, which a lot of women don't really talk about. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for us to be able to have those conversations and, um, and push ourselves to be better, both as professionals and then also, um, you know, make sure that um, we're, we're having these hard conversations with each other. And I think that was a really proud moment for me because it's not just about what happened on campus. It's about how um, being here in this experience is carrying through, you know, up to now and, you know, forever. Oh, that is great. I mean, I, I, I think that you all have created community, not just while you're here, but also among our alumni community. And you can, and as such, you continue to play an important role really in GWSB. And you're really one of the great major reasons why we are GWSB proud. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. What it mean to me? Capital, go and make that history. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening today. Shout out for music credit to Plantain Poppy, also known as Michael Ferrier, GW Class of 2020. See you next time to learn more ways we are GWSB proud.